Hey, what's up, podcast listeners? Y'all made it to another episode of the Conversation Podcast here at McCurdy's Comedy Theater. Uh, This week, I was uh, out of town. I had a gig for a benefit show for the hungry. That's right, I'm doing benefit shows now. And uh, so I had my buddy Kevin Crasco. He is our sound guy at McCurdy's Comedy Theater. He is uh, filling in for me this week. He is the producer. And uh, we had a great lineup. This week we had uh, Orny Adams come in. So for Wednesday and Thursday, we had to book uh, some of our favorite local comics. Uh, We had Danny Bevins. He was our headliner. Very, very funny. He was actually uh, recording a comedy album while he was in the club. It was really fun to work with that dude. And we also had a special guest, Brian Aldridge. He was just uh, coming in for a guest spot. He makes his way from Michigan, I believe. And, uh, also, oh no, I'm sorry, Chicago. It's a Chicago comic. He was just trying out for the club. Uh, very funny. And uh, we also had Tim the Dairy Farmer Moffat. This guy has started at McCurdy's, I believe, and uh, he has been around forever. He's always been in and out of the club. He's worked the club forever. He lives in Sarasota, Bradenton area. Always good to have him. He's the first time on the podcast, too, and uh, he's been a... F- uh, regular at McCurdy's forever. Uh, they talked about all sorts of stuff. Les McCurdy was there, as always, hosting. And uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy this one. There's some really funny moments. And it's it's a quick one, though. It's a short one for you guys. It's not two hours like the other ones. It's only about 35 minutes. But uh, I think you guys can get a lot out of this. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, thank you. to the conversation. <laughs> uh, Les McCurdy, uh, this is the conversation from the green room at McCurdy's Comedy Theater. Uh, and, and we're backstage. We're just off the backstage uh, uh, where we enter to go onto the stage as comics. And uh, this is as close as we can get to our natural conversation that we have back here. It's not an interview. It's just the wh- whatever the fuck we talk about. And uh, we have Brian in here who uh, is coming in to do a guest set tonight, correct? Yes. And uh, and last name Aldridge Aldridge yeah. Aldridge and uh, uh, Brian's out of Chicago and uh, and you are uh, you work size splitters up in Tampa. Yeah, I, yeah I, I moved to Tampa about a year and a half ago. Yes, yes, yes. and uh, I understand you uh, feature headline. Sure, both, yeah, you both, yeah, yeah, split weeks, all that stuff. Uh, awesome. So we got you in the area now, which is great. So he, he's come down to introduce himself to us, and it's all. I love, I, lo- I would, Brian, I wish we, we, we encourage all comedians to move to this area. <laughs> we go, I, I want all the celebrities living down, I want everybody to live down here so we don't have to pay no more fucking travel to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> They're just here. They're just here. They just pop in, do their thing. Eventually they should all retire here anyway, They right? should all retire here. Where the hell else are you going to retire? <laughs> You know, this is a time of year you do not want to be in Chicago, probably. Yeah, I uh, almost 40 years of living in Chicago. Did you? Yeah, my wife, uh, when we got married, she she's a Michigan girl. Oh, okay. Well. And okay. then uh, I had shows down here, and she came with, and she was like. I'm not leaving. No, she, well, no. It was, it was less than a year later we moved down here. Oh, like she found it? a new job down here and everything. Nice. And yeah. Is that close enough? Is that mic close enough to him? Uh, you can push it you a little bit. You pull it up there a little okay. bit. Uh, what's your wife's name? Melissa. Hi, but Melissa. she spells it with the I. Like Melissa. 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 She's Melissa. Latina, a Latina woman. Then you have to say it, dude. Melissa. <laughs> yeah. Melissa. I always, you know, it's a, 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 like I'm Leslie okay. and it's I E. 
but for, but every time generally you see a woman, most time it's E Y, mm -hmm. and that's for a lot of the male female. Yeah, you know the the E Y, and I don't know what what makes that feminine. In this instance, she's uh, a Mexican woman. She's Mexican, and her name her father's name was Miguel. Oh, and they wanted it to be close, like. Gotcha. I guess that was what they were going with, and and no one has ever seen uh, Melissa spelled that way. She has to spell it out every time she gives it. To does, does she pronounce it? No, but I do because I got in the habit of it. Because when I talk into my phone, if I just say Melissa, it does. But if I say Melissa, mm, perfect. It'll t so I I've gotten the habit of calling her that. Nice, but but it is Melissa. It's Melissa. Yeah. Oh, okay, Melissa. Uh, just spelled weird. That's yeah. so funny. That's like <laughs> Keith Alberstadt's bit. It, it, uh, I don't know if you know who yeah, Keith Yeah, yeah, for is. sure. You know, he, 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 I don't even think he does it anymore. But Alberstadt, when you look the way it's spelled, you wouldn't pronounce it Alberstadt, you know, the way it's spelled. You, it, it's, it gets all over the place. And he goes, people would always say, uh, uh, they, would, they would go, they'd look at it, and they would go, how is that pronounced? And he goes, Jenkins. <laughs> Jenkins. And, uh, yeah, so just spell it however you want and – Call me, call me whatever you want. So you got kids? Uh, her kids. So I'm 40 and I got a 25 year old stepson. Well, that's that's a friend. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a stepson. Yeah. That's uh, a buddy. That's a drinking yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. You you married a, a woman that has that comes with a drinking buddy. There we go. That's the girl problem. though is a she's a senior in high school now. But oh, okay. we've been married for a couple of, for like uh, four years. Go, and yeah, so I. She was in seventh grade, so it, it's that's that, that's half a kid, right? Like, yes. I did some of the work raising her. Yes. But. Well, you, you know, I, you know, you know, when it all comes down to brass tacks, and I've always said this, even I mean, we just have one. We have one. She's twenty five. She just had our grandchild. But way back when, when we were thinking about having kids and all this kind of stuff, uh, I was like, you know, the best it, at the end of the day, when your kids are grown. You, there, you end up with maybe three different relationships, maybe maybe four max. You either you you're either uh, you either don't have any relationship at all, nothing. You have a general respect relationship. You respect each other. You don't connect a lot, but when you know it, when you're around each other, there's just general respect. Uh, next step would be you'll. You like each other, but there's no effort, you know, to really hang out or whatever. And then the last one is your friends. And I mean, the, as we always tell you, is that if you can get to the point with your kid to where when they get grown, you get to be their friend, uh, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, that, you know. that last one, I'm kind of there. I'm there with my dad now. But uh, it was the, it was, uh, he kept me at arm's length. Yep. And, like he without getting too deep or whatever he explained it as like my dad I didn't know how to be he didn't want to mess it up basically right. <laughs> so he did the ABCs of like sure yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. well you know there, there's that there's that thing as a as a dad you do growing up and I have this with my daughter there's a there's a certain boundary that when they need you as a father you want to kind of keep that that way yeah you For know, sure. if all of a sudden you just become their their drinking buddy, uh, 
then you're you know it's it's it is different you know and and so I, I kind of get that so I I guess there's just an age with any dad that goes okay at this point I, I think too when you become like it changed my brother's younger than me but had a kid you know I have the two stepchildren so maybe five years I've had mm-hmm. them in my life my brother's got a ten year old the relationship with him and my dad changed when he had the kid. And same with me when I was now responsible for your dad. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're mano a yep. mano. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get it. You get it. Yeah. Man. I like, I couldn't understand his side of it until I had to be on his side. It's of it, so, so funny yeah. that ever since my daughter had her little boy, uh, and he's just 10 months old, uh, uh, I'll come home and Pam and my wife will go, Taylor just came up to me today and she just hugged me and just said, thank you, mom. And it was just all about realizing all the shit, you know, all the shit they put you through Mm -hmm. all that, you know, all the times that they had, they were just ungrateful and (laughs) disrespectful and, and not thinking about what you're really having to do on your end just Mm -hmm. to keep them, you know, uh, uh, in a healthy environment, you know? Uh, yeah. I've faced some hostility coming in. Like, I'm a stepdad. Yeah. So, and then this girl, yeah. I'm the reason the parents aren't getting back together in her eyes. Yeah. You're yeah. not my father. All that, all that. And I just was pretty <laughs> uh, patient and, like, just yeah. never, never snipped back, never showed that it was uh, hurting me. Right, because, right. You know, not, not out of spite, but just, like, then she's going to feel guilty later. Because right. she already brings that up sometimes. Sure. That, and sure. so I tried to never show that it was, like, bothering me so that she doesn't have to feel guilty about Because that's just what they do. They're going right, to lash out. Right. They're gonna, yeah. You go, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. You know, and. Uh, yeah, you can't take anything. And I'm here to do a job, and part of it is this first part of getting over the. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So you have a good relationship. Now, re- excellent. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. That's great. That's great. How long have you been doing comedy? Oh jeez, uh, the I I I was six months in when the White Sox won the World Series in 2005. So I used been to have there. them down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They I know were they were team. in Sarasota. Yeah. And then uh, I they, now they're Arizona, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, uh, when they left, they fucking left. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, got yeah. the hell out. They were out of the state. <laughs> yeah, we're that's. Uh, but there, there's a lot of Chicago transplants out in Scottsdale, so yeah. they're doing well. My very. Uh, when Taylor and Taylor, uh, my daughter, she ended up playing softball from five to fifteen. That's her sport, and we still baseball's our sport together. But where it all started was when the White Sox were the spring training team here. For sure, and that was the year I took her to the first game. She was probably three, something like that. I want to say three or four, and. So I remember going and we sat down and that was, I believe that was the same year that Michael Jordan was here trying to play baseball. All right, so like early, mid 90s, right? Yes, and I know that uh, Deion Sanders was still playing ball with them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember- Braves or Reds or something? Because I remember he was with the White Sox there for a while. You know, he he was with the Braves, yes. But he was down here with them because I was like, because I remember telling her, I said, you see that guy over there? I said, they call him Neon Dion. <laughs> she goes, why is that, Daddy? I said, he's fast as lightning. And, uh, but we sat down. I love this story. We sat down in the stands, and uh, a vendor comes up, you know, selling shit. And uh, she's like, who's, what's he, who's he? I said, he brings treats. He brings us, just sure. brings us treats. She's like, he just brings them? I go, yeah. She's like, can we get any? I go, yeah. So we got a couple sodas and a big pack of peanuts. So 
she grabs a peanut and she opens it up and she's got the shell in her hand. She goes, what do I do with this? I go, throw it on the ground. She goes, I said, yeah, just, <laughs> just throw it right on the ground. She's like, okay. So she's opening them and throwing the trash on the ground. Not even eating them? She's eating them. Okay. <laughs> but she's just more enjoying sure. throwing the trash on the ground. And uh, I said, you know what else, Taylor? I said, uh, the other team, uh, the pitcher out there, I said, you can stand up and you can scream as loud as you want that he is horrible. You're a terrible pitcher. <laughs> She's and we are going to kill you. <laughs> And, of course, all the people around us start encouraging nice. a little kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, of course, all, that's all she needed. <laughs> and here she goes. She, I go, she's like, and she literally, she, she said to me, she goes, don't tell mom about this. <laughs> She'll never let us come back. We, 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 we're eating treats. We're throwing trash on the ground and yelling at adults. This is wrong. Everything about <laughs> it is wrong. It's wonderful. You, Hi, uh, you said about like Michael, the Barons, right? But he, it's in the White Sox system, so he's yes. Um, is this just a Chicago thing, or is it well, like we all think it's a conspiracy that he played because he was suspended from basketball for those? We don't think he actually retired. We think he was suspended. Oh, and is that just a Chicago thing, or is that? I think so. Okay, we never <laughs> heard that down here. Uh, you know, it, it was it was that he truly, you know, there was a point where he, as the great athlete that. Unbelievable athlete that he is, he thought that could carry over. Ah. You know, so let's try baseball. But and it didn't work out. Let's play, try golf. You know, yeah. he, he wanted to be a professional. Yeah. And what you, I mean, Tim Tebow has, he, I think he's still playing double A ball. Okay. I think he's still on a double A team. Through the Mets organization. Somebody like yeah. that. But, you know, but it just goes to show. Man, that pro level. Yeah. You, no matter how great. No one, no one buys so it because it was a specific. exactly. It was like eighteen months exactly. Yes. And he like, do they know about his gambling debts and stuff like that, or is that just things people should? Oh well, they know he gambles. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Right? There's so, a, 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 he plays golf. He plays golf down here at good. a couple of private clubs, and uh, where I know the pros and stuff, and and some of the members. And hey, Danny Bevins. How are you doing? <laughs> just How fine. Well? Sit down. We're just chatting. Do you know? Do you know we do this? I heard about it. Yeah. Okay. It's not. It's not an interview. It's just us bullshitting. <laughs> you know who thought of this? Lynn Coplets. Oh yeah. Yes. Lynn, we we're talking about because on Thursdays at the end of the show on Thursday, if you're okay with this, I try to do this every Thursday. Okay. Uh, at, and I, I'll announce it beforehand. As soon as you're done, you don't leave the stage. Tim comes out. We sit down on three stools. It's YouTube Live. I interview you. The interview's always the same. How'd you grow up? Oh, okay. How'd you grow up? And then we let the audience ask questions. Uh, because what I found was over the years from patrons coming up to me is, you know, they'll always make the statement, oh, you're so funny, man, I could never do that. Right. I go, what do you mean you could never do that? Well, you know, I'm not built that way. I'm not, so you're, you weren't born that. You, so you think right. we just came out of the chute you know, this way, and people... Dead inside. People think... <laughs> Born dead. But people think that we you know, we're some weird genetic fucking thing. We fucking are weird we genetic things. There's and not, so, there's I think not one normal human being that does this. No, <laughs> but it's nice for people to find out that comics come from all walks of life, That's from true. all different backgrounds. That's true. And yeah. people go, well, and when it all comes down to brass tacks, 
how did you get to be this? Well, work is, yeah. is how you get to be That's, this. Yeah, you absolutely. work real hard at it. Craft. You know? Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it, it, usually it's about 10 minutes of a couple of questions. Then we let the audience ask questions for 10 minutes. And if they don't have questions, then we're just done with it. Okay. You know? I mean, we don't beat it up or anything. Right. So, is, that, uh, is that two identical yeah, the same sure. brand, same size. Yeah, I didn't. I, I forgot to iron uh, the the other okay. one, so I got. Right. Nice. So it's two yeah, yeah. shirts that are exactly, exactly the same. Okay. But the one I brought yesterday, I didn't iron, and You're then when I got here, it stayed with me all day. Okay. So I ironed that one, even though it does have a little like it doesn't look. You're really you're good. a minimalist, Danny. I'm yeah, I'm a <laughs> fucking weirdo. I know, I know. Oh man! So anyway, so we're just sitting there talking. It was first time we met Brian. He's uh, had, do y'all know each other? At all? I do not. I, I know the, oh, well, I mean, the roof of a. Oh yeah, that's I mean, right. I'm yeah. sorry. Yes, yes, I do roof. know. Yeah. He uh, yeah, that was the first time I saw Roofing? him. Roofing, and he went up and uh, killed on a parking lot. Oh, <laughs> parking lot roof. They do a show oh. in Tampa. Oh, wow. I've heard, parking I've heard lot of that. Roof. I've heard of that. Where? Yeah, it's like, roof, roof it's like um, right? over there by the. Um, the mall, that big, that really upscale. The well, international. Yeah, the international mall. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, where the stadium is. Yeah. I guess it's further from the stadium, but closer yeah. to the mall. Yeah. And uh, I knew pretty much everybody on the show, and then he went up, and I was like, fuck, that's Who, funny. How many people Can I there? swear? Am I allowed to swear? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you're actually You're on required. the top of a parking lot. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It well, was just, <laughs> the, no, I guess. Even on the podcast. I'm going they do it every year. Yeah. It's a yearly thing. Yearly. And it's the people that live in that building, right? They just go up and they bring out their chairs. Now they got vendors coming they, out. And yeah, like a, they were cooking they dinner like, up there. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, they got like a beer company that comes out. <laughs> and, and was they, there over a hundred people there? I don't know. Um, 40, 50? Oh. Yeah, probably yeah. more than that okay. because it's so spread yeah. out. Um, and it was it was fun. It's a fun thing to do. Outside is always hard. Do they? Oh, right? Of course it is. There's no focus. Yeah, and you scream. People can just look around. Yeah, yeah. Shooting star. Well, what was the joke? Well, there's a lot of comedy clubs like that too, where they build them with these high ceilings, oh, and yeah, you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you out of energy. your mind? It's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, I know the Star Dome's that way because in Birmingham, because Bruce inherited a right. dinner theater. I mean, it was like it just became available. And uh, and he just took it over. Yeah, I don't think any of them were built that yeah, way. Yeah, his club just... burnt. That, well, the Improv in Tampa has yeah. that big old huge ceiling yeah. in the front. It's, that I, I go, it. I don't know, I don't hate, get it. Hate <laughs> it. With that stardom, you, you ever, every time you ever been on stage thinking like, hi. Oh, I'm not counting down. Like, even if it's going well, you're like, oh, God, four more minutes. Because yeah. at any point in time, it could just go off the rails. Fall off the butt, yeah. <laughs> you could just lose them. No matter yeah. how well it's going, you're just like, oh, thank God, three more minutes, two more minutes. <laughs> now, when you lose them, is it, do, they, do the audience break up or do they just go silent on you? No, there's no silent. They're, 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 you're battling, you know, yeah. several different loud conversations, but... You, you you can't really be like, hey man, could you could you stop talking? Because it's like a Tuesday and there's 500 people that it's I haven't done it. You're oh, looking at me like okay. I've done it. Yeah, no, it's, it's I uh, I heard about it's it. The scariest and said thing. No. In <laughs> I said no. Well, I know Although you. one of my favorite comics in the world comes out of there, Matt Davis. Well, you know Matt? Uh, yes. Yeah. And Hilarious. you know, and Bruce Ayers has been a mentor to me from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, 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 just Definitely a great figured out guy. how to do it. Yeah. And and uh, a really smart promoter. And uh, but. You know that that room, because you know the history was he was in a hotel banquet room uh, that was run by Indians. You know what I mean? It was right. one of those kind of places at the pool. 
what was green and that. And then he built it up to the point where he built out his own perfect comedy room. And then somebody left the fryer on one night. Oh, God. And yeah. it was snowing. It was a snowing. And Carrot Top was Scott there. Thompson's and it Zach burned up there. all yeah. his fucking props. <laughs> you know? Yes. It burned up yeah. Scott's props. And um, so. He was out of work for a month. Place, yeah, I know. <laughs> he had to build. Yeah, yeah. He had to build. Charlie Barracol never Barricola, worked so yeah. hard in his life. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole thing burnt to the ground. And, of course, it's just, ugh. And uh, so then, while he was in transition, which he found another hotel banquet room that he could just keep things going till he figured out what he's going to do. Um, I believe it was Shoemaker back when he was going everywhere, and Tom and him. I think it was them that came into Birmingham right then. They oh, saw yeah. the opportunity. It went and got they it. They came in, and there was an old dinner theater that had gone down. That's what the comedy started on. It was built as a dinner theater. And they came in there, and Bruce Ayers, if he could have had them killed that day, (laughs) and he could have, he was like that close, man. He he was really close. And, uh, and of course, they went belly up. Right. And Bruce said, and he told me how, what, it was one of the best days of his life to walk in there and buy all their shit, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and then he took over the Star Dome. So once again, it was built for a dip. So he knows, because it's just so cavernous, it's so big, that only certain that kind of acts work there. You can't mm-hmm. put a thought-provoking, soft-spoken. No, 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 no. no, no. Any pause, and you panic. Yes, like right. if you pause for a second, you just right. panic. Instantly. Yeah, <laughs> you need to be moving. <laughs> It's like urban rooms where you, yeah. you're like, yes. I got to yeah. stay on you and I got to be, you know, there can be no fear, <laughs> you know, any sight of weakness <laughs> or Absolutely. Yeah, they, will, <laughs> they, they, they just can't wait to. Although I love it when you mentioned Veracola. I always thought a great like um, show would be Charlie Veracola goes around the country and meets prop acts and makes their props better. Like a like a yeah. DIY like a, a DIY for props. Like he goes in, you know what I mean? Like the fixer upper or whatever, you know what I mean? For right. props. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Veracola is like an HGTV. Out of his mind. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. A, yeah. Like a like, quick, yeah. For props, for the, the prop takes it in there. Yeah, the prop. He goes in there. Oh, that's right? hilarious. Heavy. That's great. <laughs> what uh, what is that supposed to be? I'll make it. Yeah. And and the funny <laughs> thing would be about that too is that no one knows any prop act other than Carrot Top. I mean, no, I don't. that's the only one. I know. I don't well, know if anybody really knows, uh, Rip, you know, uh, Rip Taylor isn't he? Doesn't he? Isn't he dead? Well, there you was the old guy Rip Taylor. Yeah, there was yeah, a couple though that oh, yeah. that yeah. that we knew, right? There was the the one maniac guy that well, had like the that like the stage would go. Oh, that was the, the guy shades. that was on uh, originally on. Uh, he was originally on Saturday Night Live or something like that. Well, I don't, yeah, it was something because he had He's that New York. huge intro. Yes, he was. Where out everybody of New York. introduces him and then he comes out. And he crazy. Goes, yeah. Lenny nuts. or Lenny, yeah. Lenny, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Go crazy, they, Lenny. They, they would scream. Right. At him. And then there was another guy too that did um, sort of hey, esoteric Tim. kind of props. There's a guy. So, the, the knife. He calls himself the knife. The knife. Mark Fage. Uh, no. Nope. And he chain, literally juggles chainsaws. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah, Juggles, yeah. Well, that, a juggler and a prop act sure. is not the same. You know, right. you have a well, you well, know. 
I mean, mean, where the jokes are off the props. <laughs> I mean, I, ju- ju- what you juggle are props. Right, 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 right. Legitimately. Right. right <laughs> you right. know, I'm no prop act. I'm a juggler. Right. <laughs> <laughs> fucking don't belittle me. Uh, Tim Moffat just walked in. Say hi, Tim. Say, hey, uh, hey. That's, I, that's I, him. I, I that's walked it. in, and I, I thought you guys were talking gigolos, and then it's like, it's like jugglers. Aren't jugglers. Right? Jugglers. <laughs> jugglers. It's cool. Well, we're talking about Bruce Ayers' comedy star dome and how – it's such a cavernous room. You have to be the right kind of act to work exactly. it, or they, you just get eaten up in there. And then it's some. And I mentioned that his first his dream club burnt to the ground, and it burnt up all of Carrot Top's props because he was there that week. Oh. And then that moved us to Charlie Charlie Baracola. You know that was the natural progression. Right. Yeah. Then we went to Baracola. <laughs> to that. Doing a show where he uh, he goes to prop acts and makes their their props better. It's a Charlie Vericola DIY HGTV nice. fixer upper. Were they nice. charred? So now Wait. you're caught up. Okay. I'm no, sorry. no, no. I mean, no. just like what well, we were saying, we don't know any prop acts now. You know, you don't really see them anymore. It's a guitar act. Why? Right. I don't care what you do if you make so them laugh. You're saying that the dairy farm. Oh, I don't You're saying that the dairy farm thing didn't work out for me. I can become a. You prop should act. already have props in I, your act. You do. Do you have the? I have a breeding glove. Yeah, that's pretty. There you go. That's a star. One, but it works. (laughs) I can do finger puppets with it. I guess. I want to know how long before the 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 screen behind you, because you have them here. Yes. The screen behind you now becomes a part of the act. It already is here. It It already is here. Where I encourage it. Les has been struggling for years. Well, uh, I'll tell you this: Scott Novotny, who lives down here out of Minneapolis, and Scott's been a headliner forever. But Scott's one of those guys that. His base headline show hasn't changed much in years and years and years. Right. And so I've seen it. I, I can quote his show, right? But since he moved here, he got with Kevin, and yeah. and they put – they have that those screens going all the way through his show. And I sat there the first time I saw it, and I didn't even know y'all had done it. Right. And I sat there and laughed my ass off at shit – it made his whole show. Yeah. It revitalized it. It, it really did. Well, and it's, it's it's the only thing that's going to keep their attention. Well, right? the thing is, is that their the thing is from a just from the standpoint of laughs, you can take one laugh and get two. Right. You know well, you don't I mean? have to paint the picture. It's right there. Right. You say so the punch. You, you get it. the yeah. laugh. The picture comes up, right. and you get the laugh again. Right. You know. So it just doubles it. You know, if you if you care to if the t- if the timing's good and Kevin and Justin are good at Doing figuring timing, that out yeah. and making sure the timing's right, but no, I love it and I think that's right. I mean, people want more. It, it's gonna have to. It's gonna know? have to be a different thing. You, you, you know, the idea of standing on stage and dig me. Um, you know, well, you know, I, I've got actually, I think it depends. You know, when we say that, I mean, Louis C.K. was just here and he just. Yeah. It was amazingly funny, all by himself, just standing there talking. Yes. But he's a, uh, you know, I mean, there's those comics that are just a cut above, right? You know? I mean, just in everything they do. But, but the thing about it is, Louis could have used the screens, yeah. and don't tell me it wouldn't have made his show even stronger. Right? Of course he could, you know. And I just think there's, I mean, and you see this a lot, Dan. I mean, it's like there's these all, all through the years. These comics are just so pure about everything has to be straight monology. If it's not the spoken word, if you do any fucking thing else, yeah. you're a cheater, you're not a comic. And I just, 
Danny's I, actually one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> he is. One of them. Yeah. He said pre- he was. You're preaching to the wrong <laughs> he man. He just said last. he wasn't. He's uh, lying to you. No, okay. that's not true. If you're funny, I like it. I'm not. I don't. I, I don't. If care. I had any skill. Like any, if I could sing, if I could, I would oh, try shit, to find yes. that way. I would try to put it in yes. my house. Whenever I, just I meet somebody who play the guitar and they're like, yeah. I would never do that. No, I would. You're like, get in the a minute, fuck out of one here. One minute. Really, you, have a, you have a thing you can yep. do that makes them immediately go, oh, he can do that too. You know, it's my, the one that they're doing now where they're saying, um, or they, I don't know if they're doing it anymore, but there used to be, I don't like him when the comic laughs at his own jokes. Laughs at his own jokes. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what? In right. my case, I'm the Fuck only all one the laughing, way. so I You know what I mean? Go. Sometimes I'm laughing at them laughing. That's what I'm laughing John at. Joan Rivers I mean? made a career out yeah, of laughing exactly. at her own jokes. Yeah. Phyllis Diller made a career out of laughing at her own yeah. jokes. And I know there's some male comics I'm just not thinking of. Right. You know, that do it. It's But you know that, and you teach too. I know you do. And I tell my, my students will come in lots of times with, oh, I can't do that because it's looked down on or whatever. And I go, look. That's from a comics point of view. Let me speak to you from a producer, club owner's point of view. We're not even watching your set most of the time. Right. We're listening to what's happening with that audience in the room. And as long as they're laughing, we don't give a jolly fuck what you're doing, really, as long as they're happy and having fun. Right. You know what I mean? Because when the audience comes in, that's all they're concerned with. They don't want to learn anything. They don't want to be enlightened. They don't. If they get some of that auxiliary, fucking great. But right. that ain't why they're here. No, they no. just want to forget all their bullshit. They just want to forget what they watched on fucking CNN and Fox an hour ago. Exactly. And and, uh, and you have, have no idea time. what they're going through. You don't know what shit news they just learned with. Absolutely. What they're going through in their relationship. I mean, it's like Absolutely. there's nothing you know about the crowd. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. But, but it took me a long time to get there. Sometimes with the, uh, like you don't know what they're going through. The weirdest is when they just feel like, yeah, it's okay. I'll dump it on them after the show. They're like, oh, it's great. Yeah. All my kids died in a bus accident. Yeah. And you're, I'm like, oh, now I feel. Yeah. yeah. I, I shouldn't. Have, I shouldn't have tried to sell anything this fucking show. Well, you know, I yeah, over the years, and we we have had uh, people going through chemo that will start coming in weekly. You know, you get to know them. They come in, yeah. they're losing their hair, the whole nine yards. But they go, this is part of my treatment. I right. made it part of my treatment. I am coming in here every freaking week and getting my laugh. You Rock, know what I mean? Les McCurdy cures cancer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is correct. So, so we all do. We're all. I, but, you know, I, that's true. You know, people you know, are going there, through bad shit. There was a point. I think I was about six years in, and I'm like, I think I don't want to do this anymore. And it was literally at the old club, your old club, down there by the dollar store. Did you tell me that? Did you say that to me? No. I was just, I was like, um, I I think I'm done. I had, I thought what I had was a horrible set. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, there's my sign. Well, after the show, a guy came up to me outside. He said, listen, my wife died six months ago. I haven't laughed out loud like this in over a year and he said i gotta tell you you made you made my my week my day and here i'm having you know i'm feeling self-pity and this guy you know he's like you made my night and i thought you know what this is this is why i want to do it 
Yeah. You know, this oh. guy hadn't laughed in a year, and he, you know, what I thought was bad, he said, he told me, he goes, I think you got me over the hump. Hey, I can tell you as a comedy club owner and for 32 years and being in the same market for that long, you know, I hear those stories yeah. and they're all, great. all the, the time, time yeah. and to where you really realize these people, there's people who like it and there's people who need it. Need it. Yeah. yeah. And they really need it. And, and, and they're like, thank God you're here. Thank God we have these places, yeah. you know. And, you know, I've I heard got that this, several times. I got man. the same story you do. Yeah. The same thing happened to me. A, a young woman came up to me, and she uh, told me after a show, a horrible show I had, and she came up to me, and she said, uh, 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 I just watched you, and uh, and I, I just found out that I'm dying of this disease, and I'm going to die, and I didn't want to die, but watching you eat it for an hour, I can I can die now. <laughs> uh, you're such an asshole. You're such an asshole, Danny Bell. I'll bring you up first. Okay. Right? Uh, yeah. I'll do about 15 minutes. Okay. okay. Do we just going through there? Yeah. Okay. Wes is about to head up to the stage. He is going to the stage. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in to another episode of the Conversation Podcast here at McCurdy's Comedy Theater. Please go to our website, mccurdyscomedy.com, for all of our upcoming shows and events. Got lots of good comedians coming to McCurdy's. Do not sleep on them. And uh, next week, we're going to be doing a podcast with Jody White. She's going to be in town. Very, very funny. Love her. She actually started in McCurdy's. She did. She took the, the comedy class, just like I did. So uh, she's a headliner. She's been doing it for 10-plus years. And I hope to see you guys come out and support her. And uh, if you like Danny Bevins at all and you want to follow him, go to his website at dannybevins.rocks.com. That's Danny, D-A-N-N-Y, Bevins, B-E-V-I-N-S, dot R-O-C-K-S, dot com. Uh, check him out. He has a lot of cool videos and stuff like that. And uh, Tim, the dairy farmer, he also has a website. Please go to agcomedian.com. That's A-G-C-O-M-E-D-I-A-N.com. Check out his stuff. He uh, has done a lot of things. He's on Sirius XM. He used to open for Larry the Cable Guy. He was on Larry the Cable Guy's Comedy Roundup. And uh, super nice guy. Love talking to him. Love hanging out with him. And uh, if you ever get a chance to catch him live, do so. You will not be disappointed. And uh, we'll see you next week with Jody White. Thank you, guys. Love you.